This is the Nona.fm Rewind Podcast. Recent interviews and segments that aired on Nona.fm. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Please share it with your friends. Good evening, everybody. This is Nona.fm. Curtis with you on a Tuesday evening. So a little bit different. We're going to break our normal format of uh, spinning the hits and enjoying some great music. Something a little bit different. So last Tuesday at about this time, the whole Lake Nona area really took a a, a punch to the gut with something that, that really was tragic. Ultimately, as we learn more and more news as we move through the day Tuesday and into Wednesday and rest of the week. So we want to have a, a forum where we could bring in some folks and talk about how people are feeling after this, how to deal with it, uh, how the, the community can heal and move beyond this. And we've had it happen in this neighborhood, in this area, Lake Nona before. And um, so we wanted to really just bring in some folks that can talk and and give us more information if we can if we can uh, start with uh, aj hello hello i'm really happy to be here my name is aj garcia i am a licensed marriage and family therapist with a company called thrive counseling here in lake nona great and also we have caesar with us as well hi my name is caesar cabral i am a wellness coach based here in lake nona and um yeah uh, I'm with Inspire Movement, and uh, we offer coaching practice as well as many retreats. So that's the space that we function in. Very good. Well, I appreciate both of you coming in, spending time with us. Um, by the way, if anyone would want to share this, we'll have this available as a podcast. Just watch our website, known to .fm, and we'll we'll talk about it more as we get it posted. But um, let's. You mentioned isolation, Caesar, and I know a lot of folks struggle with that, especially coming out of, um, you know, what we've just dealt with, with the pandemic. Can you open up on that some more? So one of the things that I connect with, um, in terms of isolation, a, we, I say we, my wife and I, a couple of years ago, uh, took it upon ourselves with the encouragement of our local church to work on a community yoga offering. And that really resonated with me um, based on my own past experiences, uh, feeling a sense of isolationism as my wife and I experienced um, all sorts of internal struggles and dysfunctions um, within our marriage and individually. Um, fortunately for us, our community offering that uh, led us to a sense of connection was the local YMCA, uh, late known YMCA in the very um, indirect way, served as a resource for us to connect with other folks in the community, which to this day are not only involved with our community yoga offering, but uh, are part of our extended family. And that's been very helpful um, for our personal healing, dealing with our own issues. So I think with isolation, I, I, I think of, of my own story. I think of our family story and how, you know, that, that, that feeling of, you know, internal despair, like nobody gets it, nobody understands what I'm going through, how could they? Everybody, you know, has this beautiful life and, um, 
you know, kind of uh, keeping up with the Joneses sort of mentality. And, and, so, and, and that's media. painful. Doesn't help that at all. Social media, I don't think, you know, I think we can all fall into that, that FOMO if you're missing out. Yeah. And, and you're right. Bringing up social media, that what social media does is it effectively allows me to compare my worst self with your best self that you're posting around there. Yeah. Um, and so it exacerbates my sense of loneliness. It exacerbates my sense of inequality, uh, my sense of um, being undervalued. And, and we, especially in this pandemic and everything that's happened for the past couple of years, so many people have turned to social media for our outlet, oh, yeah. uh, for our source of connection. And as a result, we've been torn down even more. Yep. And, 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 and they've built social media to, you know, they, they, they need our eyeballs to make money. So they, they, it's, it's, it's an addictive drug. Yeah, <laughs> we can definitely speak <laughs> on that quite a bit, but, uh, um, you know, they're playing into without getting too technical over it into our, uh, into our habit loops and in our very deeply seated needs for affirmation of self and things like this. And, um, it's not enough. Uh, we need each other in a very visceral, um, five senses sort of way. We need to lock eyes and we need to hopefully go back uh, pre-pandemic to handshakes and hugs and things like this where people are actually connected in an actual physical way. I think that's where the isolationism has been um, compounded with COVID and the like. Absolutely. I mean, our deepest human desire, whether we're honest with ourselves or not, is the need to be loved, the need to uh, have a connection. We were built for relationships. We cannot survive on our own. Mm-hmm. And I think the past couple of years has really just elevated that and elevated that need. And and the feeling of, of being isolated, the feeling of of not thinking that, that anyone cares, uh, the feeling that we don't have anybody to turn to. I mean, that that's that's dire. That's really significant. And as we see far too often, unfortunately, in our world and now our community, it, it leads to some pretty significant consequences. Absolutely. And, and I've worked, uh, you know, I was telling Caesar, I, I work in the IT field. That's been my day job for many, many years. And it can be a somewhat isolated job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But when COVID hit, that was true isolation. That that was a surreal level that I never imagined that we could reach. That because was, the isolation wasn't your choice anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much I did interact with people. I know I always thought I didn't interact with a lot of folks, but man, when that hit, that was just unbelievable. So, and then watching the neighbors too, um, and how they dealt with it, and it was it was it was it was something I hope we never go through again. <laughs> That's for sure. So, if we can, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we'll continue the conversation. Thanks. Great. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. 
A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Ready for our little forest adventure? We're here. Whoa, that was fast. There's a forest closer than you think. Find a park or forest near you and music inspired by nature. Discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by USDA Forest Service and the Ad Council. Want to vote but think you don't have the right photo ID? You have lots of choices. For free help with your voter ID questions, call Vote Riders at 844-338-8743. That's 844-338-8743. Or go to VoteRiders.org slash Florida. The 1960s. Let the word go forth. Now is the time. Ladies and gentlemen. And the 1970s. People have got to know whether or not their president's a crook. They're being held hostage. Two of the most influential decades of the 20th century. I'm Stephen Stone, and each week we'll relive those magical musical memories with the artists that made them and a whole lot more. Join me for the Stone Man Dance Party every Saturday night from 6 to 9 p.m. right here on Nona.fm. Music variety, better Nona, better you. From high atop Lake Nona Town Center, this is Nona.fm. Hey, good evening, everybody. It is a Tuesday evening. A little bit different uh, vibe tonight here on Nona.fm. We have uh, joining us Caesar and AJ. They both are uh, working in mental health fields differently, but uh, they have uh, agreed to join us tonight. All of this comes from a recent tragedy that happened one week ago today here in Lake Nona. We were talking about isolation and uh, just a few moments ago, and we want to continue talking about that. And uh, one of the things you mentioned, Caesar, during the break was that um, we have seen where this isolation related to the pandemic and COVID really was a trigger for some folks. Uh, yeah, I think um, that was... Uh Kind kind of obvious to, to to most, where you had a higher incidence of domestic violence. You had um, definitely um, a lot more talk of deep depression. Uh, folks that were, you know, just needing a small hairline trigger to fall into deeper mental and psychological woes. Um, they got more than just a hairline trigger. I mean, they were just thrown into the into the uh, into the fire, so to speak. And um, um, I don't know what you'd what you'd have to offer, Miss AJ, on that on that specific subject of mental illness. But I think it's yeah, it's in the forefront of a lot of people's heads right now. Yeah, unfortunately, that that's so true. What you're saying um, that that these serious events did increase during our collective time of isolation, um, of desperation. I would say as well. And I think now as we're finding our way back to the light, um, it is a struggle for many to reorient themselves to life before COVID, uh, reorient themselves to the, the life skills and the social skills and abilities that we once had before. Um, I think, you know, a big part of that is, as ooh, I can't talk as well, is, um, our confidence has decreased quite significantly 
you know, whereas I felt comfortable and able to interact with people before COVID, before the two years of isolation. Now, perhaps I or some people are struggling with that interaction. Um, you know, I'm, I've been working with a handful of people who doubt themselves so much more. Social anxiety has <laughs> spiked. Mm-hmm. Um, we are now choosing isolation, choosing to choosing to be apart when we really need to be choosing to be together for healing. Yeah. I think one of the things that surprised me is when they first reopened the restaurant, and I think the Chili's in Lake Nona was probably one of the first, and we went the, the, that day, and they'd been open all day. We were probably there at 6 o'clock, and there were maybe six of us in the whole restaurant. There were more employees than there were diners. And that shocked me that how comfortable people had gotten in, in, cause I think the restaurants were closed down, what, two, three months in, in the total, you know, uh, of, of that. Cause we, I know Florida pushed to get the restaurants open earlier than a lot of the country. And that surprised me. I thought, man, it's going to be so busy. We're going to be standing in line for an hour. And, and we weren't. And that shocked me that people really were, you know, some of it was fear of the COVID, mm-hmm. but I, think a lot of it was it got comfortable in that isolation and then if we're gonna you know talk into triggers um you know i can't we can't be remiss of the fact that we are yet again into some economic turmoil um inflation at an all-time high 30 some odd years so you know folks having a really tough time making ends meet coming off one of the i mean in my lifetime the only global pandemic i've been a part of yeah. Um, and, and we could probably say that dating back to some of our grandparents, uh, yeah, I think possibly 1918 Spanish flu was probably exactly. So yeah. it's like, uh, there's a lot going on right now beyond even just post COVID. If we are actually post COVID, I don't know if that can actually be technically said, right. Cause they come up with a new strain. It seems like every other week and we're always catching up. Um, unfortunately. So it's a lot. And I think, um, you know, Curtis, kudos to you for this space because it is needed and Lake Nona needs it, Orlando needs it, the state of Florida needs it. Um, I would argue the country, the world needs it. Yeah. Um, because we don't have forums for healing. We don't have forums for conversation. The, you know, the, 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 the Spanish plaza of, uh, you know, I think of um, what's that beautiful city in Georgia that has those uh, very beautiful plazas. The name escapes me now. Savannah, Savannah. right? Right. You know, yep. th- th- that whole thing about congregation of human beings no longer exists, but we need that. Oh, yeah. Like, I yeah. need that for my mental, physical, and I'm a spiritual person, spiritual health. And I suspect, I surmise that I'm not the only one. Oh, absolutely not. You know, since you're talking about what we need to heal, what we need to move on. And, and I think that's probably a question in a lot of people's minds. What now? Well, yeah, we're coming out of COVID, but as to your point, we're not just coming out into roses and sunshine. We're coming out into a whole new set of struggles. So what now? What do we do? How do we manage? How do we find ourselves and our position in our world right now? And how do we thrive in it? You know, what, what life skills, what social skills, what stress management skills, what crisis management skills do we need to implore? Um, what maybe can we share to 
to help people heal and help people move on. If I may chime in with just uh, a, uh, a, a, uh, an offering from a, a local counselor, actually, as he was talking about men specifically. And he said to my, uh, in one of the podcasts I recently did myself, and he says, you know, men are in a, in a deep crisis, deep crisis, aside from all of the things that we just mentioned that are going on right now, because they're, still, they're so disassociated from each other, right? Talking specifically about men. And he's talking about, you know, how, and he works specifically with men, right? He, mm-hmm. That's one of his uh, niches. And he says, you know, half of the people that he sees, not all, but half, he says, you know, get, get yourself a good bud and go have a beer on a Friday night and ask your wife to maybe give you that little hour to go vent with your brother. Um, because we've lost social connectivity. And it seems kind of silly. A lot of the things from the wellness side of things, Not I'm not a clinic, clinic, clinical therapist by any stretch, but um, I can speak into wellness and holistic medicine a little bit more. Um, it's just bonding and community opportunities and that's not the like the 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 fix all but it certainly helps absolutely once again we need people the the power that we are able to invite into each other's lives is amazing Hmm. um the the confidence the i I don't know just that that love yep yeah absolutely it's absolutely keyword (laughs) Uh, boy, we need a lot of, a lot of loving. Um, we've, we've lost our, our, our ability to, to emote even. I would, I would, I would argue a lot of the coaching, um, things that I speak into with my, my clients, uh, right now is, is about just opening their hearts up and being more heart centered. And, you know, if you need to cry, cry, cry. If you need to vent your anger, vent your anger, stop repressing stuff, um, and do it with someone, if not a coach or a clinical therapist or a counselor, you know, pick a pastor, uh, a mentor, uh, an elder. But please, you know, know that, you know, that this stuff that you're stuffing into the edifice of your body needs to be released. It does yeah. because when you, when you keep it inside, oh my gosh, it just rolls around in there and it grows bigger and more intense and it seems so impossible to overcome. And the simple thing of speaking it out loud to another person whew, just kind of helps us release it. It helps us see it a little bit more clearly instead of this giant monster that we've made it out to be. Uh, when we speak it, when we take it outside of our brains, um, we're able to actually realize that we can tackle this. We can overcome it. It's, it's not as big and scary as we made it out to be. And sometimes it is big and scary still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in this world, we don't ever have to be alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got, we've got families, we've got friends, we've got spouses, we've got any significant people in our lives, whoever we choose to have in there. I mean, we don't have to be alone if we don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and and there, are, there are groups for just about anything, any kind of interest. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's for sure. So. Yeah, so I think that this very forum, um, just a just a collection of folks from the community that you know are speaking into, um, maybe connecting to the, the the pain collectively that's going on in, in Lake Nona over what happened a couple of weeks ago or a week ago now. Yep. This is important, you know, 
Yeah, we, 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 we can't possibly comprehend or understand what just happened and how that affects the direct family and friends, but we sympathize with you. We, we pray for you. You know, we care for you. Um, and sometimes folks just need to hear that. Like, you know, I, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. I, you know, I can't relate to what you're going through, but, um, but I'm praying for you. Yeah, I think I that's, uh, that goes a long way. But sometimes we're so into ourselves and so caught up in our ego and, you know, our, we, I know collectively we're all going through a lot of stuff individually, but we don't have to like, uh, we could release the pressure valve a little bit and just open up. And I do want to encourage everybody, talk, talk about what happened. Talk about how it made you feel. Talk about your response to it. Talk about questions that you have. Don't keep it inside. It's, it's good to share it. Um, lamenting is hard. Working through grief is hard. It, everybody works through grief at their own pace, in their own time, in their own way. There is no one right way to do it. Um, but, but please talk. Talk about it. Um, let it out. Share it with people. Absolutely. You mentioned earlier about uh, forums of getting together and, and engaging in health and wellness. Um, and, and I and I wouldn't want to let this go by without mentioning Daisy Ramirez. I uh, actually got us together, started as a conversation with her, and she connected us. And uh, so I want to definitely give a shout out to Daisy Ramirez and Village Connect. So her her platform. So, and I'll I'll second that. Miss um, Daisy is definitely uh, living up to that second word of that uh, Village Connect. Yeah, because she's uh, very much connecting. Um, a lot of us. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. She's very heart-centered herself. And um, I, I recently mentioned we did a, a collaboration, another community offering of sorts through the same church, Spring of Life Methodist Church, which is local to town, and um, did a mini retreat there. Yeah, back in, I think, July. Yeah, back yeah. in, uh, I think, yeah, July or beginning of June, I, think, I believe it was. Somewhere in that moment, yep. But, um, but it was beautiful. It was extremely well-received. And... And that means the world because that 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 was meant for the people and uh, the church, uh, you know, had a lot of leverage on that. They 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 really leaned in to allow that that offering to happen, uh, made it cost effective for us to do it, and it just shows how much people need it. Basically, you know, first time that we did it, we got sold out. I think there's another on the way before the end of the year. I don't know details, but uh, uh, yes, before sir, the, before the holidays. Yes. Which is important. Yes, we're shooting for October the 8th. That is the preliminary date. Okay. And, uh, it will be on Eventbrite and Miss Daisy through Village Connect and uh, ourselves with Inspire a Movement will also be promoting this event again. Fantastic. We're going to take another break and, um, and we'll talk some more when we come back. Thank you. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is your captain. We are going to be experiencing some slight turbulence. Please fasten your... Oh, hold on. Just got a video of my cat. 
Imagine the pilot of an airplane was as confident as you are texting and driving. Seems kind of crazy when you put it like that. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Ready for our little forest adventure? We're here. There's a forest closer than you think. Find a park or forest near you and music inspired by nature at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by USDA Forest Service and the Ad Council. Want to vote but think you don't have the right photo ID? You have lots of choices. For free help with your voter ID questions, call Vote Riders at 844-338-8743. That's 844-338-8743. Or go to VoteRiders.org slash Florida. Playing a better variety of music. Nona.fm. Welcome back. It is a Tuesday evening here on Nona.fm, where music variety, better Nona, better you. And appreciate everybody taking a moment to listen this evening. This was born out of what happened in our uh, area here in Lake Nona about uh, a week or so ago. Well, it was one week, one week ago today. Uh, the tragedy with that uh, family where we lost uh, the three children and mom and dad in uh it was just a tragic situation. I hate even going into the details of it because um just hate reliving it. But I felt it was something that, that we needed to, as a community, talk about, not specifically, but in general as far as mental health. And that's why we have AJ here, Caesar joining us tonight. Thank you, guys. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. Absolutely. Well, it helps if I turn your mic on, too. <laughs> So I, this is our first live event that, uh, you know, we have a live morning show, but it's a little, it's just me. It's a little easier. And so, but uh, no, it's uh, thanks guys for coming in. And, um, I'm glad we have this facility where we can share with the community. So that that's great. But, um, what, where do you think we go next? Well, I think, um, one, we, we touched on it, but uh, I think it, it merits uh, revisiting is the aspect uh, of loss and what are some of the best ways to process uh, grief, you know, when you're dealing with loss of life, loss of your neighbors, loss of a lot of things. Um, I don't know if you want to open us up there, Miss AJ. I will also say that loss doesn't always mean death. Right. Uh, loss can be... Um, a loss of a dream, a goal. Um, loss can be a loss of a relationship. Uh, I mean, when we when we talk about loss, when we talk about grief, um, we typically jump to thinking of death. Um, but we experience loss in so many forms. Um, and I think it's so important to know how to talk about loss um, and recognize that grief comes in all forms. Mm-hmm. And grief comes in a process as well. It's not this linear formation where we all just kind of say the same formula and move on. Uh, no, I mean, it, it's a really significant part of our lives. And it's something that's really hard to talk about. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that oftentimes people want to keep to themselves. They feel maybe a sense of shame mm-hmm. um, sharing it with people, uh, talking about how much this loss has affected them. Um, and and really when we're, we're talking about grief, when we're talking about loss, um, you know, anger is a part of the process. You know, I'm, I'm not happy that this happened and I can yell it all over the place. Um, you know, depression is a part of it, not the clinical sense of the term depression, but a, a sense of deep and longing sadness, um, not being able to see the next horizon, um, you know, bargaining. I, I wish it was different. I'll, I'll do anything. I'll do anything if, if this situation can just change. Um, and, you know, we kind of jump throughout these these stages, um, quite frequently. And, you know, some people have a couple more experiences with grief. Some people skip over some of these stages. Again, we all do this a little bit differently, but eventually with time, with a lot of time, um, with a lot of openness and honesty, um, for ourselves, we come to a point of acceptance where acceptance means I I don't like that this happened. Mm -hmm. I don't wish that it would happen again, but I understand that it did happen. And I'm choosing to hold it in my heart and continue on with life. Yeah. To anybody listening to what Miss Aja just uh, provided for us, a process on grieving, um, I would offer, I guess the coach in me would say, the invitation would be to allow yourself to process it. Um, I'm connecting right now with a lady I met this morning. I was in a conference myself um, facilitating. And uh, we, we touched on grief, interestingly enough. Mm. And... Um, she lost her dad two years ago, and she's, uh, you know, going through through a moment. But she was telling me how her coping mechanism was compartmentalization, which I know we often do. Which is like, you know, I got my eight to five, I got my family, I got tend to, I got all these things I got to tend to. I can't grieve right now. Yeah, so and you turn it off. So I compartmentalize, and I don't deal with that. And I shared a, a grief story of mine own since I lost my dad in March thirteenth. 2019 now and I told her I didn't cry a tear um, not to get deeply into my own feels uh, mid radio sh- radio show but uh, um, and, and it's not a laughing matter but only because uh, it's it's um, it's just interesting that that conversation was had today as we're, we're speaking into this right now but uh, basically to say that um, I offered her the invitation like that only works so far, but I commend you for compartmentalizing because you have to continue leading your life. Um, but at some point, uh, invitation to go on a little retreat or take a little bit time off if you're able to, but definitely allow yourself to do all of those very things that Miss AJ just process, uh, mentioned, which is processing your grief. Because burying them deep within, that's like a quarter of a life. It's not a full one. And what happens with that when we bury, when we stuff our emotions, when we stuff our hurts into a jar? Come on, we can only do that so much. Our jar is going to explode if we keep stuffing it. And it's going to explode at the most inopportune time. And we are going to be emotional wrecks at times when we really just can't afford to be. And I I can relate to that. When you said about, you know, losing your father. Um, So I lost my brother I think it was about six years ago. And same thing. Didn't shed a tear. We had the celebration of life. I got up and talked about him. Um, You know, saw the family and the friends and everybody else at the event. And I don't know when. I know when it happened. It was a Sunday morning. And the compartment broke open. And just 
my wife was like, what the heck's going on? I, I just sat on the couch and just bawled. But it was huge. It was a big step. And I was then able to move through it. And I, and I feel like I did successfully. I, I moved through the steps and accepted it. And, and, um, but had that moment. I tried to compartmentalize, kept things moving and shaking and moving forward and had to be strong for everybody else. And, you know, had that, that, that happened. So and, the and, compartment and, can work for a bit, but mm-hmm. yeah. And that's the, the very nonlinear, um, completely unique to you healing process of grieving. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh, different for everybody. Um, I, 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 for me, I can, I can share a bit on my grieving experience if time permits, of course. Yeah, we're good. But, um, for me, it was just like, uh, literally like through happenstance, uh, finding a cassette recorder of my old man playing the accordion in the garage that he had recorded when I was 18 years old. And in finding it, finding a Walkman, for anybody hearing this, uh, that's something that you use <laughs> to play a cassette recorder. I'm kind of dating myself here a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. a whole lot. But um, but yeah, the, the Walkman actually worked and still didn't shed a tear. Um, cassette broke, still didn't shed a, a shed a tear. I found a family... I wish I could plug them right now. I, I don't have their name at the forefront of my mind right now, but they do reparation work of old cassette recorders and uh, cassette tapes and VHSs and, and things like this. And they fixed it for me, made a USB, made a CD-ROM, and nice. subsequently I put it in my car, and then I was a prima donna for three months. Every time I heard this thing, I was crying. And it was healing for me. Yeah. Really was. And I do want to point out that both your stories are so different, but really similar. Yeah. And the fact that you each had your moment, you each came to a point where you were ready and willing to acknowledge the grief and the hurt and the pain and allow yourself to work through it. Yeah. Yep. It's hard. Oh my gosh. It's so hard to get there. Yeah, it was, it was, but it felt so good to release. Absolutely. My wife is super supportive. I mean, it was just, it was the two of us. We were just home. You know, I think our youngest was still at home and she was out. So it was just a, it was a moment that I needed. It was, it was great. So we're going to take another break and we'll have another segment coming up in just a moment here on Nona.fm. Playing a better variety of music. Nona.fm. This is your captain. We are going to be experiencing some slight turbulence. Please fasten your... Oh, hold on. Just got a video of my cat. Imagine the pilot of an airplane was as confident as you are texting and driving. Seems kind of crazy when you put it like that. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. The 1960s. Let the word go forth. Now is the time. Ladies and gentlemen. And the 1970s. People have got to know whether or not their president's a crook. They're being held hostage. Two of the most influential decades of the 20th century. I'm Stephen Stone, and each week we'll relive those magical musical memories with the artists that made them and a whole lot more. Join me for the Stone Man Dance Party every Saturday night from 6 to 9 p.m. right here on Nona.fm. Music variety. Better Nona, better you. 
Want to vote but think you don't have the right photo ID? You have lots of choices. For free help with your voter ID questions, call Vote Riders at 844-338-8743. That's 844-338-8743. Or go to VoteRiders.org slash Florida. Get it, slip it, cuff it, check it. Talk to Dr. Now and share it. Nearly one in two U.S. adults have high blood pressure. That's why it's important to self-monitor your blood pressure in four easy-to-remember steps. It starts with a monitor. Be next to talk to your doctor about your blood pressure numbers. Get down with your blood pressure. Self-monitoring is power. Visit ManagerBP.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Heart Association, and the American Medical Association. In partnership with the Office of Minority Health and Health Resources and Services Administration. Serving the from high atop Lake Nona Town Center, this is Nona.fm. We're back on Nona.fm on a Tuesday evening. AJ is with us. And also Caesar is with us as well this evening. And thank you for listening in. This is unique. We're uh, taking a break from the uh, music and focusing on mental health with the recent uh, tragic event that happened here in Lake Nona one week ago. We want to take time and reflect and uh, help those that may need it out there without getting into specifics, but just focusing on anybody who may uh, just need a word of encouragement and a little guidance tonight. So thanks for listening in. So take it away, guys. So I think we wanted to um, maybe uh, a, go into some uh, wellness and holistic approaches that folks could use in everyday life just to make life a little happier, a little smoother, um, and possibly just uh, buffer some of the toxicity that we may be harboring ourselves. Um, and also resources. Uh, yeah, I think that's another big element. Um, but I could offer, Miss um, AJ, I don't, know if this is something that maybe you bring to your practice but uh just like simple breath work as periodic check-ins uh throughout your day um of course i have some um knowledge of like pranayama and basic breathing and things like this around the yoga practice but it doesn't take a lot of um technical detail it's more so finding like i often tell people in my own consultation um a restroom before a big meeting and just going in there and maybe arms up in the air and taking a deep, you know, breath, inhale through the nose, holding it and, and sighing it out, opening your mouth just to kind of like let go, let your shoulders kind of droop down and, and do that throughout your day just to kind of uh, catch yourself. And um, I can lean into maybe talking about mindfulness and, you know, kind of creating a sense of awareness to where is your thoughts or where are your thoughts? Where, where, where is your compulsive thinking in this moment? Do you have compulsive thinking? Maybe you don't. Maybe you've harbored the practice of mindfulness. Somebody like myself, consider myself more anxiety ridden, uh, a little bit more type A, I would say. Um, yeah, turning it off is difficult. And I think it's just simple breath work is a good tool to ground. Absolutely. You mentioned grounding. And I know up until this point, we've been talking about community 
and using other people, investing in other people and allowing them to invest in you. But it's also really important to be able to invest in yourself. And I love that you are talking about breath work and, and really taking time to be in the moment. Um, it's, it's so easy, especially in our society, to let the moment pass us by and rush, rush, rush. Um, but sitting in the moment, taking a breath, slowing things down has the ability to change so much in, in our minds and in our way of thinking. Um, I think it's also really important to allow ourselves to take the time to do something that we love uh, and something that allows us to find peace. Um, peace and calm in life are ideals that are so hard to find, unfortunately, um, in our society and and in the in this population. But um, you know, something that can provide peace and calm might be something as simple as going to the beach, watching the waves, listening to the, you know, the ocean, um, feeling the sand under our feet, sitting out in nature, listening to the birds, um, watching the, the animals or just kind of the wind go through the trees. Um, I don't know what people like to do that finds their peace and calm. You mentioned yoga. Um, you know, that is a practice. You're much more familiar with it than I am, but you know, that is a practice that is about grounding. That's about finding center, uh, finding your peace. Um, you know, spirituality, um, faith is so vital to our health, our sanity, our humanity, um, being able to connect with our source of faith. Um, the author of our faith, um, being able to pray, being able to read, being able to know that we have somebody we can go to when we need it, and even when we don't. Um, but finding that peace, tapping into that source of calm, I think is is game changer. I would also add to all of these beautiful things that Miss AJ also noted is something as simple as um, expressing your gratitude daily. Absolutely. And maybe um, even taking the time to write these things down, um, get yourself a journal. And my wife did um, an exercise not too long ago. It was pretty extensive gratitude work where the workshop she did required 23 days consecutively of uh, nine things that you're thankful for at the beginning of the day. Wow. And, wow. Um, you know, maybe not go that far, but just, just recite in your own head one or two or three and uh, try to start harboring those elevated type emotions and you know Caesar I love that you mentioned gratitude um, it's so easy to focus on the negative and where our focus is that's where our mind goes to that's where our attitude goes um, it's it's really like a self-fulfilling prophecy if I pay attention to the negative I am inviting so much negative into my life and my day's gonna suck uh, but when I allow myself to shift the focus and pay attention to what I'm thankful for, pay attention to what's good, I'm able to realize that there's so much more of that in my life than I even knew of. Mm -hmm. And I love the idea of, you know, at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, maybe at the end of the day, it might be a little easier, but, you know, taking the time to reflect on the day and pick out one, two, maybe three things that just were good. And I don't mean big things that were good, small little things. Mm -hmm. yep. It changes everything. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned about that having that place. And we bought a bird feeder. We, you know, it's, it's far enough away from the patio that the birds enjoy it. And it is the most 
enjoyable place to just sit for a few minutes. It only takes a few minutes and just watch the birds. So, yeah, it's 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 not hard to, if you don't have the space, make some sort of little re, mini retreat. And I would offer like uh, brothers and sisters that maybe um, struggle a little bit because I know some folks do struggle struggle with the word spirituality and, and things like God and religion are, are triggering for, for whatever reason. Um, but what I would offer in, in that space for you is, you know, maybe um, think of uh, serving people. Think of uh, missionally um, what you can do for other people, how you can love on other people, how you are so missionally, missionally aligned with your vocation that you're going to use that as a source to love other people and i would offer you that that in a sense is uh you um really leaning into what i uh, consider to be very spiritual because uh, in the end as mr curtis mentioned it's all about that keyword l-o-v-e love it's such an interesting thing that you mentioned i i love that you talked about you know this this mission mindset mission focused of investing and volunteering and, and really pouring into other people I don't know about you guys, but it, it just seems so obvious to me that every single time I invest in somebody else, I get so much more out of it than I think they do. Mm. And and yes, the intention, the goal is for me to pour out onto you, but it really comes back. Mm -hmm. um, it's such a great way to fill our cup up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It is definitely very circular in nature. and. You don't do it with that means to an end, but uh, I offer to you that that will make your quality of life um, that much better when you lean in on, you know, causes and and and, and uh, reasons beyond ego and yourself. Uh, when you do things with a heart-centered approach to, to lift the world, I offer you that you will be happier in return. Absolutely. So we mentioned that we're going to post some some resources to our website. We'll have those up uh, a little later this evening. <clears throat> but again, thank both of you for coming in, spending time with us, and talking about this. And look forward to it again. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll do this again. This is uh, this has been good. We're going to also post this as a podcast, so folks can uh, watch out for that as well. So, but uh, any final words this evening? I just want to speak on the resources that you are going to post. Um, thank you for doing that, by the way, and, and to, for everybody listening. Um, you know, these resources that are being posted, uh, the things that we have been talking about, um, it is so encouraged and so helpful to reach out to other people. Um, these resources, these, um, these supports in your community are here for you. Um, there is no shame in calling out for help. There is no shame in humbling yourself and admitting that, that we need a little something extra. Um, and I encourage you when you need it to seek out the help. We are here for you. Uh, we are here to help you grow and be the best you that you possibly can. We want you to thrive where you are. Um, so reach out. Um, these resources are focused on you, uh, focused on helping you getting what you need. In uh, just a closing uh, kind of um, idea for anybody listening, I often say that healing is not an a la carte service. It's more like buffet style. Um, there's a lot of healers in Lake Nona. You can talk to mental health counselors like Miss AJ. Um, 
there's uh, wellness coaching, there's energy healers, there's uh, just a ton of folks, pastors, people in spirituality. I mean, just um, know that, you know, it, it's not wrong to go seek out tons of help. So, That's a good um, point. And Lake Nona, you're exactly right. Lake Nona is a wonderful place yeah. Yeah. for healing and wellness yeah. and and getting at these resources. We are, oh my gosh, there's so many here. Yeah. And we we love you all. We love y'all, and, and and we pray for for the folks involved in this incident last uh, last week. Um, our hearts are with you, and uh, prayers up for for healing. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Appreciate you guys uh, joining us here on Tuesday. And thanks everybody for listening in. And uh, like I say, we'll have these resources posted on the website this evening, and uh, we'll have the sounds of podcast soon. But thank you, AJ, and thank you, Caesar. Thank you, Curtis, for the opportunity. Thank you. For free help with your voter ID questions, call Vote Riders at 844-338-8743. That's 844-338-8743. Or go to VoteRiders.org slash Florida. The 1960s. Let the word go forth. Now is the time. Ladies and gentlemen. And the 1970s. People have got to know whether or not their president's a crook. They're being held hostage. Two of the most influential decades of the 20th century. I'm Stephen Stone, and each week we'll relive those magical musical memories with the artists that made them and a whole lot more. Join me for the Stone Man Dance Party every Saturday night from 6 to 9 p.m. right here on Nona.fm. Music variety, better Nona, better you. Listen on your smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, play Nona.fm. Thank you for listening to the Nona.fm Rewind Podcast. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, While you're at it, please share it with your friends.